Hello, it's Charlotte's sister, C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Good morning, good morning. This is Charlotte Farrell, your old sister C, here at The Place to Be, which is going to be our Powered by Age. And today we are also doing Listener Appreciation Month with CJSF Radio. So we're going to be having a special presentation uh, by Elder Kendra Crow. Let me say that again. We're going to have a special presentation by Elder Kendra Crowell, a storykeeper who's going to season our wisdom about the Mother Earth season and the special ways that Indigenous people celebrate Mother's Day. I respectfully acknowledge that our work takes place on the traditional unceded homelands of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. And Mm -hmm. we're going to be doing our Move It, Move It sessions today with some special music and also contemplation. And as usual, our spin stories, that's people within our group that write stories, poems, inspiring other things. (laughs) They're going to specially present uh, some of their Mother's Day related presentations. So for right now, we're gonna just start with uh, people who come on at the Hello, beginning, Leslie. briefly introducing themselves, and then we will go to Elder Kim. Hello, Leslie. I am having trouble seeing you guys. I can hear, but I cannot see the pictures. Oh, oh. hi, Ronnie. Good to have you here. This is my friend, Rani Gupta. We are both with the Council of Women. Oh, that's great. Yes. And so the, <laughs> we're introducing ourselves. Because... I, 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 I'm connected, but I can't see any pictures somehow. Okay. As long as you can hear us, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Ravona. Okay, so Leslie, you can uh, introduce yourself. What we're going to do is first start with our podcasters briefly introducing themselves. Then we're going to hear Kendra, and then we will have a piece of music. And then those of you that have written a poem of appreciation for our listeners or for our mother will be sharing those. So, Leslie? Yes, I'm Leslie Hebert from New Westminster, and I am an ES teacher of English as a second language, uh, a writer. I write travel stories, poems, and short stories. And I'm also a member of the Bank New Westminster Council of Women. And my friend Rani, who's here today, is a member of the Vancouver chapter of the Council of Women. Welcome. <laughs> um, Yoshimi? Hello, I'm Yoshimi Nakano. It's wonderful to be here on Thursdays with everyone. Um, I, I'm retired. I, I, uh, I write. I try to write poetry and short stories. I, I wanted to have 
a story f about my wonderful mother and uh, I just wasn't able to finish it. So I'm hoping that uh, I can share it another time. Yes, you're welcome, Sue. Uh, Neil? Hi, my name is Neil Ryan. I live in Bernie, beautiful Burnaby, British Columbia. And uh, I am the author of From the Other Side, a book of poetry and short stories. And I am here today. And I do have a poem from my mother. In fact, I got two, but I'm going to choose one of them. So. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to hearing it. Well, uh, one's in one's in my book, and one's a rather relatively new one. It's just on a piece of paper. Yeah. It'll be good either way, both ways. Uh, we want to welcome our listeners and say we appreciate you. We're so happy to be able to speak to the listeners of Powered by Age and CJSF. This is Listener Appreciation Week at CJSF, and we are so happy that you spend time to listen to us on Powered by Age. Uh, we're continuing with our introductions of uh, people that are here on Zoom Live. Ramona? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Ramona Srinivasan, a retired professor from Bombay University in French and history. Um, I I am a writer of academic textbooks and workbooks in history and French, and I really enjoy being with all of you because you are such inspiring writers, and I love to listen to the poems that Neil writes and, and, and everything that Leslie and Charlotte and Yoshimi always have to share. Thank you. We appreciate your singing and yeah. the chanting that you give us from time to time and welcome that as well. Uh, okay, at this time, I'm going to turn you over to the wonderful, brilliant storykeeper, Elder, Elder Kendra Crowell. And maybe you could just, uh, I'm going to tell people about the store elder. You were uh, announced as a store elder this week. Could you tell us a little bit about that and introducing yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Kendra Kroll, and I am a star elder. A star elder, they work with uh, the Ministry of Children and Families Development. And what we do is we support the families in the community, and it doesn't matter if you're Indigenous or not. And what we do is uh, the families who need us are the ones that um, uh, that we support are the ones that are in addictions, uh, children that have been uh, taken from home. So we support the families, the grandparents, the parents, the, the children. We teach them our cultural uh, aspects of life. We, we do whatever we can to help them out. We support them in whatever way we can. Um, I am... Métis, and I'm from uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, and we came out to BC for a three-month holiday, and that was over 40 years ago, so <laughs> we're still here, and I love it, so all my relations. Actually, we changed the name. It's now Winterpeg. Yes. <laughs> it has two seasons, winter and mosquitoes. 
Yes. We always say that when uh, when your dog runs away in Winnipeg, it's so flat there, you can watch him run away for three days, right? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it as your wife, but that's beside the point. <laughs> well, Elder Kendra is going to be sharing with us how Indigenous people uh, celebrate Mother's Day and regard the Earth as our mother. Are you, did you want me to read what I have right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wrote this. It's it's like uh, what I came up with to try to explain it to people the best way I know how. It says, the indigenous way of life understands the whole world as sacred. Family is sacred. The earth is sacred. And all of life has meaning in the interconnected, which is the sacred hoop. In this circle of unity, women are revered as beautiful and powerful because they are the givers of sacred life. They are grounded in Mother Earth and connected to Father Sky, bringing children into the world through the power of their life-giving love. Like Mother Earth, who provides everything we need to live and to thrive, the women is able to give everything a human child needs. She nourishes, she loves, and she protects. Without women, there is no hope, no future, no carrying on of tradition and culture. This is why Indigenous cultures have always honoured and respected women, elevating them to positions of reverence and honour in the tribe. Mothers and grandmothers raised the children, teaching them how to live honourably with respect and, el and elders and tradition. The love of a mother inspires strong Indigenous women to conquer their own struggles for the sake of their children. Strong grandmothers and mothers care for and love more children than just their own. They nurture young people in youth centers, in schools, in broken homes, in their larger community because of their love and in their reverence for life's beauty and sacredness. No one is turned away. The concept of Mother Earth symbolizes the highest respect Indigenous people have for the planet. We all share today. Indigenous ancestral knowledge emphasizes that all life is sacred. <clears throat> Women especially are considered sacred in Indigenous philosophies as they are the givers of life. Without them, humankind cannot replenish itself. Their power is strong and respected. Mothers care for children and teach them ways they should walk in their life's journey. One of the first sounds a child hears in the womb is the mother's heartbeat. Indigenous people who attend tribal ceremonies and powwows equate the heartbeat to the beat of a drum. In some tribes, the drum was given to their people by a woman. Many ceremony or origins within different tribes are attributed to women. So like the, the, the drum is the heartbeat of a woman. So that's why it was given to the tribes by a woman. I have two drums. I don't have them here. I wish I could have brought them, but but that's where the uh, the song that, uh, that Charlotte has, uh, um, the one for the women, the woman's warrior song that's why it's it's such a, a a good song to play when you're especially for mothers right and just on a one note today is um the missing and murdered women's day today and i would just like to acknowledge them today and to say that uh with all the mothers today that aren't with us which one of them is mine i i highly honored them all and miss miss my mom immensely
all my relations. You guys look speechless. <laughs> the one way that we do celebrate with uh, uh, indigenous way is through powwows, feasts. Um, we all gather like it is like it, every home is different, just like every culture is different. So it depends on wh which um, which culture you you're you come from, right? Because in my upbringings, our families always got together. We'd go to powwows. We'd uh, there is a powwow. It's called uh, Trout Lake Powwow. It's coming this Sunday. I don't know if you've all heard of it. And all the mothers and the care, the life givers get together and they get roses and they're very highly honored. It's beautiful. <laughs> they play the drums. We do songs for them. Like there's so many special ways that we can honor our mothers, right? And I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you, Kendra. I think you said so much, right? I mean, for us, Mother's Day is perhaps one day of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it sounds as if in Indigenous culture, it runs through the whole culture. It, it's not just one day a year. No, well, back back when it used to be called the Mothering Day, mm -hmm. which was every second Sunday, it used to it used to be a, a special day for moms. Mm -hmm. I believe every day is a Mother's Day to me. So, <laughs> I wish we could celebrate it every day. Now, when I was growing up in Kansas, you know, my predominant culture is African American culture, and then the the most of the black churches, they had two sets of roses. They had red roses and they had white roses. And white roses were for the mothers whose mother had had passed. And it would always make me sad to go to church on Mother's Day because all of the women that had white roses at some time or the other, they would cry. And so uh, at a point in my life with my kids, one year we went to Laughlin Nevada to just have a happy day because it was so much combination of um, a service that honored the mothers and celebrated the mothers, but there was always this period of sadness in talking about the mothers that had made their trans transition or past. So it's been one of my things um, to, un I haven't done it in Vancouver, but I was every year in uh, LA having something where people would share poems and happy moments and of course reflect on those that have made their transition, but to do it in a way that lifts spirits and brings happiness instead of so much sadness over it, it, you know, them leaving, having not being here physically. Yeah. One of the traditions in my family, like with myself and my own children, is I always told them I didn't want them to buy me anything. They always had to make me something. So whether it, if they were at home or whatever, they had to find something from home and whether it be a card or a macaroni card or something, right? Or even just a dinner. So all, they were always such good presents. It was like, because it was from the heart, right? Yes. So it, that was what, one tradition that, that my mom passed on to me that I passed on to my children. <laughs> did any of you, when you were in school, did the teachers have you make a macaroni or some? We had a lot of, I have a lot of little macaroni cards that teachers <laughs> made, but did any of you make uh, Mother's Day cards in elementary school? Yes. Yoshima, you're, you're muted. 
Sorry. I said, were they raw or cooked? <laughs> it was dry, dry macaroni. <laughs> and I had one, it was a, a, a jewelry case. They had, uh, I guess, they used to sell cigarettes or different things in a cardboard box, you know, with the top that lifted up, and they would tell us to bring one. So we were supposed to go to the drugstore and ask if we could have a, a cigar box. But someone, my kids had one, and one of them made that, and they just covered the whole outside of it with macaroni. Then they had them painted, or uh, mm. then they didn't, you know, have spray paint. They painted it, so it was really pretty. Each child had whatever color they wanted to paint their box, and then they put little cards in it. So I just think for a number of years, I remember remember when I was going to school, we made special things, and then when my children were in elementary school here in Toronto, there's some things that I have that were gifts that the teachers had the children make. Um, my daughter took a, a tile and she painted on it. And I still have it to this day. It's it's beautiful. Like the artwork she does now because of that tile, it's like, wow. So they learned a lot of, over the years of what they could do and what they couldn't do because of the macaroni cards and things like that, right? <laughs> Very talented. <laughs> um, that's neat. Yeah. <laughs> when you mention powwows, are, are there special powwows for, does a powwow just mean, have a generic meaning, or does it mean that there's a powwow for a special season, like Mother's Day? Is it different? Is there a different style or different format or different things that happen for different types of powwows? Yes, there's a there's a Sundance powwow. That's where you fast. Women and men both fast, and that's when your your strength is tested. Uh, there is um, the solstice powwow. There is uh, the Mother's Day powwow. Um, oh, there's so many. I can't even think right now. Like, uh, um, it's got. This is how we put it. It's. A powwow is a celebration of indigenous culture in which people from diverse indigenous nations gather for the purpose of dancing, singing, and honoring the traditions of their ancestors. That's the best way to put it, right? So it could be a number of, of things that you can have a powwow for. I see. You know, because we've just heard the word, but not really the explanation of there being for special or different purposes. There is. It's like, like it says, like we're honoring our ancestors and their traditions and everything, right? So, and it depends on the culture that you're with. Like I said, there could be Crees, uh, Ojibwe. It, they have their own different meanings of things too. Just like every house is different, every culture is different as well. So mm -hmm. it depends on which culture you're with, right? Mm -hmm. And who the powwow is. Like there's uh, Haida Gwaii. There's, because uh, there is, um, we do have uh, Hobie in February. And that is, oh, if you guys have a chance, go to it because it's just so beautiful. They have all the audience gets together. Everybody brings a drum on the last day and everybody gets together and plays these drums and just listening to these drums all at once just makes the hair stand on your neck. It's just like, wow, it's so empowering. And you just, tears come out of your eyes. You're just like, wow. <laughs> It's beautiful. I love going to these powwows. Indigenous Day is also on June the 21st. So if you can go to anything, uh, I would suggest Surrey has a few things that are out here. It's um, at 
Hawthorne Park, the one on King George Highway beside Surrey Place Mall. There's that park that's there. That's where we usually have uh, Indigenous Day. And are non-Indigenous people generally welcomed to powwows, or do you have to have an yes. invitation? No, you can go. Mm -hmm. You're welcomed, very much welcomed. Mm -hmm. So much fun. You learn a lot too, right? So, and there's a lot of. Uh, they do have a lot of uh, things that they sell, like uh, earrings and um, bracelets and necklaces and medicine bags and dream catchers. And there's so much things that they have to offer if you want to purchase it, right? Mm -hmm. Food, there's bannock. I don't know if you guys have heard of fry bread. Yes. <laughs> bannock. Yes. My, <laughs> my bannock is the best, I have to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have my, my great grandmother was Blackfoot tribe, so I oh. my grandmother used to make a lot of those breads. Nice. Mm. Well, I, the difference for me was when living in Winnipeg, we baked our bannock, and then we baked it with raisins, and then when I moved out here, it's just fry bread, right? So there is a big difference just in that alone, right? Yes. Mm. But I like fry bread better. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I I used to do body work and I was invited to um a musqueam. You know the the sparrows, the 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 family there and they had a huge huge uh feast and they invited uh me and uh, a couple of uh, body workers, and we set up um, a massage tables and, uh, and um, shiatsu chairs where everybody got uh, a, a little head, neck, shoulders uh, thing. And, and they, they were so generous with all of the food. It was just, and everybody just loves to laugh. It was just so much fun. Yeah. Same with the Aboriginals too. You never leave a table not full. You're full. They'll give you food. Mm -hmm. you food away. Like it's it's food is a. Uh, I think it speaks loudly. <laughs> yes. Well, this. Yeah. This is the Musqueam band. In. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they're. Yeah, they're indigenous, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, yes. Right. Yeah. A lot of the traditional foods is uh, salmon rice yeah uh there's so much food that uh that we could that we make traditionally that it's you know it feeds your soul is what they believe right yes that's lovely speaking of soul we want to send a virtual hug to our listeners and you mentioned neck and shoulders so there is an exercise that i think you might have done where you cross your arms you put them on your shoulders. So let's cross our arms. In crossing your arms and putting them on your shoulders, you can massage not only your shoulders, but virtually we're sending a hug to our listeners in appreciation for <laughs> the people in CJSF land <laughs> who have encouraged and said kind comments about the times that we've been playing airing our Powered by Age podcast in my 10 a.m. Speak Up, Listen Up, Act Upon show. So hear this sound. This hug is for you guys. We yeah. you. <laughs> um, Hugs actually means helping us get spiritual. Wow. That's a nice acronym. 
I do that to give myself a pat on the back. <laughs> well, I do it when I just need a hug. And we've had this six six feet apart, yeah, six feet apart thing mm -hmm. to the point. I've seen so many people hugging. You know, when you watch the foot the basketball games at night, after those guys have beat the stuffings out of each other, they hug. And they don't just hug for a minute. I mean, a lot of guys hang on to the person for a long time when, you know, half an hour ago they were hitting them in the shoulders, you know, doing all kinds of things. So I think hugging is something that really is good and healthy for our soul. And we will do it often. <laughs> I'm just glad we got it back now. After two years, you weren't able to hug, right? So, and in our culture, hugging is a big thing. Any culture, but, you know, it's like my mom was a hugger. We used to call her the huggable elder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our Aunt Wayne was like that. She hugged and she had, she gave everybody a hug, but she also, everybody, time she would meet new people, she had a calendar and she sent cards to you for birthday, Christmas. When you were surprised, I didn't even know they made Halloween cards, but she was just such a love lady <laughs> and she would hug people and then, you know, always ask their name and she would ask their address. Today, you know, when people ask, when we ask people for their address or their, uh, what is that thing, your uh, email address, why do you want that? There's so much suspicion, but, you know, people would freely give her their address and she she would send you at least a dollar. As we got older, I noticed when I was in college, I got five dollars, but that was just mm -hmm. one way of, um, of sharing love through, through hugs and a card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're going to share some of the poetry that people within our group have, and um, Neil always has a new poem. Ramona has a poem she's going to share. So we'll start with you. Start with one of yours, Neil, and we'll come back as others of us share one. So let's hear which one you're going to share first. Did you invite me or Ramona? Yes. Uh, oh, okay, okay, I have one. This is called an ode to my mother. Uh, I, I'm sorry, that's... Uh, it's an ode to Mary, who was my mother, okay? An ode to Mary. Mary was born in 1903 by the light of oil lamps on a Manitoba farm. In that year, three of every 10 babies born never saw their first birthday. She was a bright child burning with energy and more courage than most, but bound tight and wounded deeply by the rules and limitations of her century. Back then it was God, King, and country, and damn you, woman, know your place. The Edwardian era began in 1901. White males ruled and women were chattel, expected to do as they were bloody well told. Children seen and not heard. Grade three is enough. Why waste an education on a farm girl? Water gets pumped by hand. Laundry scrubbed on a washboard, a churn for butter. You can't reach the sink to do the dishes? Well, get a stool. It's a hard scrabble life and you better know your place. But there is no choice of place 
when you don't know any other. Ignore the inequities. Women were not yet legally a person without rights to vote or own property. Ignore the millions of war dead and the 30 million dead from the Spanish. Ignore the 1929 market crash, the depression, the six year drought with almost zero crops. But most of all, ignore the bank that took the farm. There is no such thing as trauma. Sensitivity uh, is not allowed when survival is the job at hand. To survive her five brothers and her mother's constant rage, mother learned to manage the news. She learned to be smoke and mirrors to manage the people and unsafe world around her. What have we done, Mary, to your homespun rural Manitoba world? Mary's life spanned from the creation of the Model T Ford to Neil Armstrong on the moon. With three boys, a newborn, one aged eight and another nearly a teen, rations and an as absent husband, and a war raging around the world that claimed 50 million lives, you held us together. And when the 1954 hurricane flood took everything, including our home, you picked us up and we started all over again. I remember you said nothing about the changing mores when I was shacking up with Julie. Your 1900s training ground must have seemed light years away from my evolving world. And still, you did your best to cope in a world that must have times been beyond your imagination. Thank you for struggling through it all and for showing me one way of coping with the world. I apologize for not recognizing the source of your simplicity. Thank you for ignoring my anger that you were not perfect. Thank you for the hard work and your love-filled food. Thank you, Mary, for being my mother. Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. Thank you. Yes. Uh, wow, that's beautiful. Ryan. Thank you. My, my, my brother, before he died, said, I wish mother could have heard that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that, well, you know, uh, in life beyond life, she hears it, but it would be wonderful for you to be able to see her face as she was hearing you read that. Mm. Uh, well, thank you for letting me share my, my words. Uh, yeah, as I was listening, Neil, I was reminded of my mother-in-law, who was also called Mary, and she was absolutely traumatized by World War II. Uh, if she heard thunder, she would go and hide because it still reminded her of the bombs. I mean, even 20 years later. Well, I'm born 1940, so there is a war going on, and the thunder, mm. I would run into the house. The germs are coming. The germs are coming mm. from the lightning. Mm. 
I was I was maybe four. Mm -hmm. And here I am, many, 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 many years later. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for sharing. We'll hear your other one um, a bit later. Uh, Ramona, are you ready to read yours? Um, sure, Charlotte. So hello, everyone. And I've already read a piece about my mother. So today, I would like to pay a tribute to my mother-in-law since she was the center of a house and a mother, not only to my husband, but to me and my children as well. Her name was Vasundara, which means the earth and also the possessor of wealth in Sanskrit. But we affectionately called her Atte, which is Tamil for father's sister. Like the earth, Atte possessed qualities of patience, hard work, and stability in large measures. Clad in a nine-yard sari, Atte belonged to the Iyengar community, a group of Tamil-speaking Hindu Brahmins following Vaishnavism and the Vishishta Advaita philosophy propounded by Ramanuja. My earliest memories of Atte was the enchanting fragrance of sandalwood incense sticks she lit after waking up at 5 a.m. daily. This was followed by the heady aroma of South Indian coffee made from freshly roasted and ground coffee beans. Through the day, I enjoyed the tantalizing aromas of vegetarian, various vegetarian dishes she cooked. Um, with seasoned with spices that she ground herself, since Atte was a strict vegetarian, eating neither onion nor garlic, and having taken a vow to eat only what she cooked. My favorite dish was tamarind rice that Atte made with a tamarind sauce called punikachal, made in a special stone vessel. Another quality I learned from Atte was discipline. Ate was an embodiment of David Goggin's message in his Stay Hard, where Goggin says that after routinely challenging, doing challenging activities, your mind becomes hard. You replace the softness of fear, self-doubt, and anxiety with a callous, that is, determination, perseverance, and toughness. I'm eternally grateful to Ate for instilling these qualities in my children who have become outstanding as athletes and in their professional lives too. I can still see Ate after follow, falling and fracturing her knee, holding onto the kitchen counter and cooking the day's meal with tears streaming down her face before an ambulance could arrive to take her to the hospital for surgery. The third legacy Ate gave us was music. Herself, a trained Carnatic classical singer, Ate also conducted bhajans, bhajans which are spiritual songs in her house every month, where she also taught bhajans every week to a group of ladies in the community. Ate personally took my children to violin classes and ensured that they practiced regularly. 
thanks to Ate, music helped to bring lasting joy to our lives, making Ate my most unforgettable character ever. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Thank sounds you. like a wonderful person. I'm feel, I'm smelling the sandalwood and tasting <laughs> for the coffee. <laughs> now that we can have actual get-togethers, we're going to have a get-together with some of Kendra's bread, <laughs> your coffee and essence, something we can all bring. But that was really a beautiful, beautiful story. And how do you spell her name? Um, her real name is Vasundara, V-A-S-U-N-D-H-A-R-A. Okay, and then when you're saying a day, is that A-D-A-Y? No, Ate. Ate is A-T-H-A-I. Okay, we'll get it right for our description. <laughs> we have descriptions of our podcast. Thank <laughs> you, Charlotte. Okay, uh, for both our, for, for you who are mothers within our group, as well as for our listeners, I have a poem. It's a short poem I've written called Happy Mother's Day Every Day. Thank you for the ways that you M, make music with the sound of your voice and your very heartbeat. O, open yourself to untangling turmoil and turning lemons into lemonade. T, take time to make others' day with smiles and special surprises. H, hmm, hug, <laughs> hug like no other earthly being, lifting life's loads and building bridges. E, Encourage, educate, explain, evaluate, and make problems evaporate. Or remind us to treat each other kindly as beings birthed in God's estate. Written especially for you by me, Charlotte Sister C, May 2022. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. How old is your mother? Well, my mother has made her transition. She left us in in the Mother's Day week, May 3rd of 1993. But during the time that she, she had a diagnosis of cancer in October of 92. And so I wrote a lot of poems. And one of them was... Um, Dry the last tear from your eye. Because she would say to uh, us when visiting her... When I'm gone, I don't want anybody standing up over me crying. <laughs> and so I did a poem for her eulogy, and, and I was just hearing her say, don't you cry. Don't be standing over me crying. <laughs> so I, like Neil and many of you, can still, a mother's presence is so strong. I often feel her company and her love mm -hmm. and guidance. Can I tell you a little something about, like, my mom has crossed over, too? Uh, she passed January the 14th, 2020. And I have an older brother who I was not communicating with for the last couple of years. And after my mom passed, I had a dream about her. And she came to me and said to me that um, my brother should be doing uh, the opening prayers at powwows. So I reached out to my brother who I hadn't spoken to. I reached out to him after the stream and I told him about the dream and I asked him if he wanted to be a star elder. 
And he never thought that he could be something like that, right? So now he's a star elder mm -hmm. and he is like flourishing. It's like he just loves being a star elder. Like it's his niche kind of thing, right? So, and I told him about the dream too. And he said, ever since he told me about that dream, he said, I just want to excel in this for mom. He said, but I love doing this job. So, but the job he did before this, he's, he worked for uh, the movie company doing the um, background scenery and things like that, like painting it. So doing what he's doing now is completely out of his norm. And he's like, I never would have thought I'd be doing this. So reaching out, my mom reaching out to us that way. And now we communicate, him and I communicate on a, on a daily basis because of it. So yeah, they do reach out. They do talk to you. Yes, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. That is wonderful. Thank you. Leslie, did you have uh, something you were going to share? Yeah, it's not directly related to mothers it's more um i don't really have a poem to my mother though you know it's something that i you know i think about her all the time um this is more a poem to mother earth uh sort of going back to what kendra was saying about honoring you know sky father and earth mother it's called magic the magic throbs on the mountain slope in the grass and trees Sorcery abounds in the springing water. Fluttering palm fronds glow with reflected sunlight. The peaceful moon floats among clouds and stars. I feel wizardry in the wind as I watch the circle dance of leaves and dust. The spirit is strong here in this space between the hills. I sense fairy spells invisible. Charms and potions draw me in. I sit entranced. My soul reaches out, reaches down, touching Mother Earth. Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> That's lovely that was, imagery. I was feeling something like a golden spiral swirling down and then into the earth and lifting up flowers mm. and beautiful things mm. yeah i'm kind of like neil i don't know what the effect of these poems are this things that come to me and it's, it's always interesting to to find out how people receive them and, and what feelings mm. you get from my poems too so thank you charlotte mm. You're welcome there's a song i'm not able to bring it in through our podcast but people will hear it in the audience so maybe kendra you could tell us just a little bit about what is carried in the, the, the song, um, The Warrior Woman. To me, like personally, it touched, it was one of my mom's favorite songs, The Woman's Warrior Song, it empowers you. It, there is a story behind it and I'm not sure, I don't wanna, I don't wanna talk about the story because it's not my story to tell. So, but it is empowering. They use it in uh, a lot of the ceremonies that the indigenous people have, they, they use that. We, we sang it at Indigenous Day. We had um, our elders sing it at on stage, and it's uh, anybody can join in. It's if you have a drummer, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure what it means. I there is a story behind it, like I said. But um, if you Google the woman's warrior song, it will explain it. 
what it means because it's really hard to explain without you reading about it first, right? So I would suggest you Google the woman's warrior song and it will tell you what, what the, the meaning is. But it is a, be- a very powerful song at ceremonies. They sing it at uh, the missing murdered women, uh, different powwows and things like that. So it is well known. It's one of my favorite songs too. So I'd like to sing you a song that I have learned and um, this is called the Women's Warrior Song and it's sung by the Lilouette Nation of British Columbia. And when I first sang this song in the sweat lodge um, with the other women, it was so powerful. We um, can't hear. And strength. The volume is very low. Okay, I'm going to try and turn the volume up. A little bit of that right now, and I dedicate this song to all of my amazing warrior sisters. This song is for you. Hey, 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 I hear, I hear, oh, oh, hey, hey, I hear, hey, 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 I hear, oh, oh, hey, hey, I hear, oh, oh, hey, hey, I hear, oh, oh, hey, hey, I hear, oh, oh
Thank you. Oh, Matako Yasin, thank you. Well, thank you, Leslie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, she was very quietly spoken, but when she started playing the drums, I think the sound came over better, right? Mm -hmm. I have uh, the lyrics here of what the song means, so maybe oh, if I... It, it's not really that long, right? So that's why, like, you have to see the song in order to explain it and it's got i am warrior woman i am strong the goddess lives within me you are warrior women woman strong and true the goddess lives within you too we are warrior women we rejoice the goddess is our inner voice strong and kind fierce and loving artist teacher healer mother we are warriors we stand tall the goddess, the goddess is within us all. Arm in arm, we walk together. The goddess is within us all. The goddess is within us all. The goddess is within us all. Mm -hmm. So it's the warrior and a woman, right? So, mm -hmm. so it chills down my spine. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not really that long, but it is. It means so much, right? Like, yes. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for the explanation that adds so much depth to to understanding um, the, the drumming and and all that it signifies. It's great. If you uh, Google the song, like if you uh, do it on YouTube, there's different versions of it, right? Oh, oh so um, there's different ways of singing it. You can Google. Uh, the woman's warrior song with uh, this, the elders at the Hawthorne Park. I think it was like three years ago, all the elders that, that um, I facilitated sang it up on stage and they, but you will see them singing it. Mm, okay. Yeah, we'll have to ask you, we, you know, sometimes we have a breaking news at the beginning of our program. So when there are powwows or programs coming up, we can attend. If you let us know, then we can announce it so people could plan, you know, to, to attend. Now knowing that everyone is welcome to attend. Well, there is one this Sunday coming up and it's in Trout Lake. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, the Mother's, uh, Mother's Day uh, powwow. So you can attend that. And I usually post them on my uh, Facebook. You guys, my I'm under Kendra Kroll. If you guys want to add me as a friend, and then I can let you know when uh, there is uh, powwows and things like that, right? So there's not a problem there. And so it's C R O W E L L K E N D R A C R O W E L L. Yes. Just on Facebook. Yes. Okay. Because there's the Kamloops powwow, there's June 21st, where it is the Indigenous Day is what they're calling it now. So there's events happening all over. There's uh, oh, there's so many things going on. It's 
I need a calendar to let you know. <laughs> well, we welcome you to come back anytime and share more stories. And, you know, everybody within the, this group has also at times recorded something of what we call spins, as speaks, stories, poems, interviews, and novelties. So you're welcome to record one of the stories. Um, Leslie, Neil, Ramona, and Yoshimi, I think you're scheduling a date to read something, uh, record something to go on to our website, the poweredbyage.com website. <laughs> so uh, we want to thank you, uh, listeners. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the comments that you sometimes send. And um, let us let me know for the Speak Up, Listen Up, Act Upon show or the Power Powered by Age. I always said power, Powered by Age, Power Wow. Uh, the Powered by Age podcast of what things you would like to hear and ways you'd like to participate. Um, we're going to end, close with the poem, second poem that Neil has and look forward to seeing you again. Um, as Speak Up, Listen Up, Act Upon comes on at 10 every Friday morning. And but when people ask me what time it is, I always say it's love time, poem time. So that's what you hear as the show goes off the air. But Neil. This is kind of a revisit. But this one is called Ordinary Mary. <laughs> Mary, Mary, quite ordinary. What were the dreams you dreamed? Did any of them ever come to be true? I never knew, I never really knew you or what your and what needs you had. Whatever they might have been, you kept them to yourself. And I apologize because I never thought to ask. Mary, Mary, quite ordinary, I knew you were my mother and that was all I knew of you. It never occurred to me that you were a person too who had a life other than to be there just for me. Tell me, Mary, what was it that you aspired to be or to do? Mary, Mary, quite ordinary, what were the thoughts you thought as evolution passed you by in the blink of an eye? From oil lamp light to spacemen walking on the moon, as a girl, did you dream you were to be married, bear children, live life, and grow old out on the farm. The farm the bank took because the rains never came. Mary, Mary, quite ordinary. I heard that times were tough when I was little. And whenever I was frightened, you took me to your rocking chair, the one you rocked me on when you were frightened too. As I grew older, I labeled you as nothing fancy, nothing bold, just a housewife in the city with a family to look after. Mary, Mary, quite ordinary. For seven days and seven nights, the rains did constant fall and again you lost your home. Only it wasn't drought this time as the river overflowed and swept away all of our possessions and the memories that they held afloat out on the lake just a mile or two away, but gone forevermore. 
Mary, Mary, quite ordinary. I knew so little of who you might have been. So now you're gone, but not forgotten. I wish I could tell you that you'll be in my heart forever. And thank you, oh, so much for being my ordinary mother. And yes. Thank to thanks to your mother and to all the other ordinary mothers who make miracles happen. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. It's available on Amazon, and I love you all. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you.